Are we live? We are live. All right. So we got to paint the picture. This is the Whitetail Experience podcast. We are coming at you live from Dave's shed out back. So if you get some ambient noise of a neighborhood in suburban Ohio, that's what you're hearing. We got to do this because the baby's inside. Yeah. Mother-in-law's here. Yeah, everybody's here. Everybody's Maybe. here. Yeah. The the shed semi blocks the wind noise. Probably gonna hear a lawnmower going in the back. Maybe some dogs. But this is how we've got to do it. Is this on video? Mode oh too? yeah, we're, we're we may put some of this on YouTube. Who knows? You see my thousands of dollars of lumber here. Yeah, this is a high profit uh, area with this this lumber. I bought got. some of this stuff before the the old the jump in prices. So this is return on investment here. Oh man, Dave doesn't even offer me a beer. Yeah, I'm gonna do one. Okay, hold on. <laughs> that was the Bushlight 16 ounce, which by by far is the best uh, price per oh, ounce of beer. Oh yeah, these these old sixers, the, the 16 ounce cans. Yeah, so, these old pounders. That, that's a that's a Patreon level fact for everyone out there. <laughs> uh, we do appreciate our Patreon guys. We've got a few more yeah. in that army. Yeah. Uh, we are kind of disclosing more information on those podcasts as far as. What I feel comfortable telling only 12 people versus a couple, you know, the audience that we get on this podcast, which is, oh, roughly a thousand-ish plus or minus. So how many do we have now? 12? Uh, yeah, I think 12-ish. Oh, sweet. So, big giveaway coming up on that. Uh, so pretty good pre uh, chance to, to get in on some good gear. We're going to give away some XOP, maybe some trail cams, some experience swag, maybe one of the new Lone Wolf Custom Gear bow hanger, uh, holder guys that go on the stand. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who won the last one? Oh... Is it? I think it's John Boss. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. He's I been think that's, falling for yeah. a while. So yeah, it was good to see a, a, a supporter get get a, a nice set of sticks from XOP. But uh, kind of getting through some other things. If you guys are going to pick up some custom gear, oh, before season, and you're looking to make a purchase, one, enter code WEXP at checkout. That'll save you some coin. Uh, if you have any questions, want to ask Dave or myself, who have run various stick combos. Uh, Dave's a bigger guy, so anybody has questions, you may be related to, to how comfortable you are in a certain setup. <laughs> Got neighbors coughing. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, go ahead and, <laughs> yeah. and reach out to us. By all means, we can, we can yeah. talk. Yeah, talk we've here. used it all throughout the years, for sure. Um, for and a lot part. of the XOP line as well. I'm trying to think. Um, is there any... No, a lot of sticks just came out here in the last couple of years that we have not used. Correct. We haven't messed with the cigars. You messed with it once. Never, yes. never used it for like multiple hangs, though, right? Correct. Um, didn't um, didn't Jake Bush have the cigars? He had the cigars and, and he got wasn't ruined. a fan, right? Wasn't yeah. a fan. He uh, oh, he didn't like some of the the the, the turning of the thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, they, they seem alright though. They seem pretty nice. Yeah, it's nice to see companies now catering um, to the needs of the public or mobile hunter. Yeah, obviously the beef sticks. Mm -hmm. We've never messed with those. Um, just I had, I have messed with the you beef sticks that same day. I had the hawks, the beast, the shikars, and the lone wolf custom gear doubles. Yeah, now, I haven't messed with the XOP doubles because those look legit, and I know for the price point they're going to be nice. For the price point, yeah, they are going to be nice. But yeah. um. Dave, I think, you know, you and I haven't done a podcast in a minute. So yeah, it's good I kind of retired for a while. <laughs> he did. Um, <laughs> but you're a funny guy, and a lot of people have requested well, you on the podcast. They actually now care. Now I have to tell jokes. Now you set me up for failure. <laughs> no, people request <laughs> to see you on our stories. Um, 
They also want your uh, feedback and opinions. The rant of the day is a very popular item on this podcast, so I think we need to kick it off. <laughs> rant of the day. Rant of the day, Dave. What what is the what is the the topic? Where are we going with this one? When we go with the muddy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this has actually been a while. I've been brewing on this rant for a while now. Um, so so I bought a. Uh, I was looking to upgrade my rangefinder. You know, I was like, you know, I had like this old school like. Simmons one that was like maybe like 60 bucks at Walmart back in the day. Damn, you're messing up the audio. I know. You're always getting on me about that shit. But, um, so, so I was like, I'm gonna upgrade it, you know. And I was watching on Camera Fire, and then there was these, uh, there was a muddy one pop up on there. It was like the 1300 or something like that. It was like the one where you could hold the button and, and it moved whole nine yards. I was like, sweet, this is the one I want to get. Ordered it, got it, came in, clearly didn't work. I was ranging like my house at like 10 yards and it was like saying like 200 and then it would go down to like it wouldn't read and error and I was like you know I, I messed with this thing for a couple of days and I was like this isn't working so I called um, I, I was like I'm hand, I figured I had to handle it with muddy I called them numerous numerous times for probably like two weeks no responses would not get anybody to answer the phone I would be driving to like work which is like 30 minute drive and I would just call and I'd be on hold and I would just like have it on hold sitting there as I'm driving and and it literally literally <laughs> we got a door shutting on literally the wouldn't get an answer for for 30 minutes and uh, I was like this is ridiculous so finally I uh, they had like a customer service like email thing I'm like okay so I'll email them you know then they um uh, no response emailed them a second time they responded then um, they basically said uh, um, like they just responded that they like got my email. No, no action. No, no, no conclusion. Then, no forward progress. <laughs> just like went back and forth with them. Then, then respond. Then I replied to that email. Then never got a response again. I'm just like, how can a company as big as Muddy, you know, they're a large hunting brand company. Oh yeah. Just have zero customer service on that stuff. I literally couldn't get through to them to return my shit that wasn't working. Like there was, I didn't. There was nothing else I could do. Luckily, Camofire. Um, was able to take it on return and they, they marked it as a defect and I mean that they're probably handling it with muddy which they're probably screwed because they're probably just like <laughs> eating the cost now because they probably can't deal with them either I'm just like you know a, a company that size you know in the hunting industry to just have that terrible customer service is ridiculous you know yeah. so many smaller companies like you got like people that are one got, or two three man yeah, operations yeah like Lone sure. Wolf Hobbs, Lone Wolf Custom um, the Outer Limb guy is just strictly Matt right um, I mean, you know, these people, like, I can understand them being a little bit backlogged, you know, because yeah. they got one person doing everything or a few people doing everything. But Monday's got to have, like, a whole customer service, like, department. Yeah, we did trail <laughs> cams, stands, and just harnesses. A, literally could not get through to anybody to, to return a, a defected item. I mean, that's all I wanted to do. Or uh, just get it fixed or whatever it may be. I don't I didn't care what it was. I wanted a rangefinder, and I liked that one on paper. Yeah. Well, I just got a lemon, and they just would. I was like, "This is ridiculous." So, for future reference, you know, muddy customer service. Not a fan by David. Not a fan. Yeah, and I like their sticks. Um, I always have liked their sticks. We got a review on YouTube on them sticks. Yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did that well. years years ago now. Yeah. Um, I really do like their sticks. Um, obviously they're heavy, but um, other than that, I think they're probably the most user friendly sticks out there with that cam cleat. Yeah, that's. 
I, I don't know if I'd pick those. You don't have YouTube. to do that. Like even yeah, with the okay. it, well, it gets tighter than the um, like the no the ratchetless or sure. the the buckleless method. So you just do the little wrap around thing with the buckleless method. But yeah. but but it's not tight though. You okay. Know? You know how it is. Like, yeah. There's a difference with the buckleless and buckles. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, people. A lot of people who complain about slippage of sticks are doing buckleless and daisy chainers and all that. Jazz. Yeah. yeah. If you're doing actual straps, you know, it's, not many sticks are going to slip. Yeah. Well. We got a few things on today's agenda. What do we got? Well, one, I killed a turkey. We haven't talked (laughs) about that on the podcast. Miracle. (laughs) Somehow, found a bird, shot him. I haven't even, I've only turned him like a couple times. I've only turned him, what, twice? Yeah. This year? I'm not into it like that. You're not either, really. No, I like to go when the weather's nice and the birds are are chirping. Yeah. But, like, we have to drive pretty far to hunt. Turkeys, yeah. Yeah. Some of our, some of our better turkey areas are further. Yeah. And, um, and we just, uh, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's it, it's a lot of driving to, to, you know, and then one day they're like, I hunted that one day, didn't hear a single gobble. In an area that we we heard birds saw in for years. two hens. I saw two hens, yeah. Well, I, had to, I sent a video of that hen to Walt. It was just clucking around. And it was just like walking down this little ridge, and it kind of messed around this point. It was like yeah. coming back up and coming back down. Scoot in like a six inches. Oh, my audio not good? No, I don't know. But uh, am I supposed help. to look at the camera? No, maybe. Uh, but uh, he said it might be protecting a nest. I don't know. Oh. I was like, well, maybe. I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. I saw people finding uh, eggs and stuff on, on Facebook, but hmm. that's Facebook, so who knows. Yeah. Everybody's a professional on there. Yeah. Yeah, so so I killed a bird off a piece I hadn't been to until like two weeks or a week prior to season. And I was like, yeah. I got fired up and I said, I'm going to go find me a shed because I, I didn't really find any sheds this year. I found one. You found one and went one day. <laughs> In Ohio, <laughs> a few days, yeah. I, I went like a couple times, but yeah, I found one shed. Yeah, and uh, uh, decent buck too. I actually, yeah. had that buck on the trail camera too, yeah. which is even cooler when you when you go back and look at your camera and you're like, I did have him on camera. I was yeah. like, sweet. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So yeah, I I've never been to this piece. Heard some birds. Uh, Zoe and I went in there opening day. Uh, heard a couple birds. Pushed a, a, a two separate turkeys out of trees at like nine thirty in the morning. I didn't know what that was about. They were still on roost. They were still up in the tree. And they just start flying away. They just flew away. They don't fly far, though, right? Did you try to, like, flank them down? Well, so one took off, and he went over a body of water, uh, creaky, pondy, whatever system. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I've never been here. I'm not even sure the best way to get around to this. <laughs> um, and it, for, that first bird, I didn't think was a turkey. I was like, well, where'd that, what was that? That was pretty big. I was like, so that was a turkey, wasn't it? He goes, no, what are they doing up in the trees at night? He didn't believe me. <laughs> And we take 10 more steps and we flush another turkey that we full on saw was a bird, had got a good eyes on it. We're like, it was in the tree. Yeah, yeah. So there was two within 20, 30 yards of each other. And, and I mean, I'm guessing you marked those trees or at least got a well, mental yeah. note of those trees. Yeah. yeah. Did you look at I them? I flushed him out what, the day what did, they, uh, what, what, what did you see? What were they in? Was it like a big red oak with like some horizontal branches? No, it was piney stuff. So pines have horizontal branches too, though. Okay. Right? I, I mean, most pines have the horizontal branches. Yeah. But it wasn't no there, massive trees. I'm always out there like poking around when I'm in the woods and I'm like looking around these areas that I know have birds and I like where I've heard them gobbling at, you know, mm-hmm. that morning. And I kind of go over there. I'm looking, I'll be looking around like, I wonder where he was roosting at, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes you like, yeah, you're like, there's no big trees over here. Like, yeah. Where was he at? You know, what was he in this morning? You know, there's no like, I'm always picturing like a big red oak with like these big like horizontal, horizontal lanes. Yeah, that's just, that's what I'm imagining. But maybe I some clearish lanes underneath to fly up into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They got to fly up and down, and yeah, so that's always what I'm picturing. 
but um, maybe I could be wrong. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we don't know anything about turkeys. Nothing. Obviously. You... All about that shed, though. Um, wanted to mention. So, what was cool about the shed is I, I did have that buck on trail camera. Yeah, screw the turkey talk. Let's get back to deer. But, <laughs> but uh, that uh, I had that buck on trail camera. He showed up in January, mm-hmm. and I had him like two or three times in January, and um, then I found the shed. We're in the same area. Maybe it was only maybe it was only one time, but that's good to show you. So, um, like shed, I don't. So so I wonder if sheds even even matter at all as far as like hunting goes, because yeah, he was there in January, which is hunting season. Mm -hmm. But like he like that's that he only was on the trail cam one time. He's only in there like in the winter, you know. Yeah. Um, like whereas the the deer that I'm hunting, you know, like the the one the deer that are there during season, they probably don't shed in that same area because they're wintering somewhere else. Which we've always kind of known that, but that just kind of like shows you right there, case in point, you know. And then if I'm like shed hunting, like say if I had a bunch of bucks on the trail camera during season and stuff and during the rut and during October and scrapes and everything, then I'm shed hunting that same area looking for those deer's sheds, it might be pointless. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, why would I think they're here in the winter, you know? I was just kind of dumb of me to even be looking. Yeah, I've seen it go both ways where the They deer- say deer winter and summer are kind of the same. So, yeah, um, but but I've literally had bucks where I found your sheds, and then trail cam pictures throughout the fall. Probably um, depends on the um, just the area, you know. Yeah. If, if, if that's like because some areas are probably good for just all, all year. year round, yeah. yeah, type of areas, and some areas might just be more seasonally based. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, pressure is another factor there as far as especially with public yeah. land, but but uh, anyways, uh, that buck that that we're referring to, the shed that Dave found. That buck daylighted during the oh, AFC-NFC playoff push, yeah. the, the championship games. But I remember, because I was watching those games at home, and uh, there was it, would, it had snowed, and then it stopped snowing at like 3 o'clock or yeah. 2 o'clock. And that buck was up on his feet and passed through our camera that was on a scrape. Yeah, and I would have shot that deer. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't the biggest, but it was at late season. It's a season. shooter, no doubt, late season, late all of us. yeah. Um, um, maybe you shoot him during season if you don't get the best look too. I mean, he was a pretty coming quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a he was he was you know when I was no just giant. talking with uh, Jake Bush the other day on the phone and um, and we kind of brought up you know it's like when you're hunting like public land, like you don't see like a ton of like good framed bucks in a season. Yeah. Like you 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 know and obviously if you hunt a ton you will but like realistically like if I see something with a half decent rack, like at a distance or in some brush, say like a hundred inches, like you can yeah. tell it's got like a frame of some sort. Like I'm grabbing my bow. Yeah. Like instantly, you know, because I'm like, <laughs> you don't see too many of those. No. You know, we see some four pointers and spikes, a lot of four pointers and spikes, you know, or mm-hmm. decent amount at least. Yeah. But like the, um, as far as like the, the next level, like that two and a half year old, that hundred to 115 inch deer, like I'll maybe see like, four or five of those a year yeah i remember it was two years ago i was listening to working class bow hunter and doug uh was talking about his rut hunt and, and he he was on a bunch of deer and he said he saw 12 bucks in a day and i was like that's more bucks than i see all year <laughs> yeah, literally yeah like i was just like man like you know and and yeah it, it's one of those things uh population and, and density of racked bucks not, yeah. not not necessarily the best here but yeah that was kind of this is kind of just goes to show you you know like yeah that, that yeah, and it's unfortunate. This year, I probably passed on more, like hundred, fifteen inch deer. I'll call it. Just I don't know exactly what they was scored, yeah. but um, you know, then probably I probably ever have. Yeah, you had a early early season. You had one, but then you had the buck train day in late October where you yeah you literally were on the ground. I don't think this has this been told on the podcast. 
I don't know. I don't know when was the last time we did one. I, I don't know either. You were on. You, you called me. You yeah, said I just seen a good buck <laughs> yeah. crossing the road. I said, "Well, go back." No, he wasn't. He was. He was on the edge of the road. Yeah, I said, "Well, go back in there. There's probably one yeah, doe." And yes, I did. He calls me back. 20 minutes like dude there's three or four or five seven bucks in here i'm weaving and bobbing i was like i was on the ground dude it was nuts you think rick james is in here with them there's got to be one of them big ones so yeah so so i saw that good one on the road and i when i so i i kind of kept on going i parked and i was going to come in well we'll just call it from right to left and then um but i got out the truck and the wind was wrong so I had to get back in the truck and then drive. Oh, I had to drive back. No, what it was actually, no, no, I lied. So here's, so I drove back for like four times because I drove back, I drove by and saw him. And I drove back, I tried to try to, try to re-see him. And I saw a, a second buck, a smaller uh, one in the same area. And yeah. I was like, there's, there's gotta be hot dough in here. Cause it was like October, like 30th, 31st, yeah, yeah, yeah. right around there. I was like, there's gotta be hot dough in here. So I drove back again, <laughs> didn't see anything the third time. Parked, got out, was like, nah, the wind's wrong. So I drove back a fourth time. <laughs> drove back a fourth time. And uh, then I got in and had the wind. And I had to actually park pretty far because um, because of the way the terrain was. I had to get on to get my truck out of sight. Mm-hmm. And then I um, I just threw on my, uh, like, leafy top and just and just went in after him. And, um, yeah, I uh, so, yeah, it was funny. So I got to this little, like, drainage. So I knew they were, like... Right up over this rise, there was like a bowl, and I was like thinking I was gonna see him over over that rise, which I ended up, which that's what I did, but that's what I was thinking, and so there was like a little drainage ditch, and I was right right in that, about to go up this rise, and coming down the drainage ditch, I'm like oh shit, so and I'm like look over, and uh, there's like a like a fall like a blowdown on the drainage ditch, and here came this like the four or five pointer. And he had like duck underneath that blowdown. I mean, he was he was moving and was like weaving through like blowdown, like hmm. like very like agile, you know. Like yeah. I was kind of impressed. And then he got to like five yards, literally stopped in his tracks, looked at me. I saw the whites in his eyes. <laughs> we were, I mean, we were eye to eye, like literally like less than five yards away. And he was like, like he, like if a deer could talk, he was like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> and was out of there. And he ran right over that rise where I was heading. And then, I, so I was like, oh, shit, he's going to scare them all out, yeah. you know? So, but he didn't, I picked up over there and, and he actually kind of helped me because I kind of followed him up over that and all those, and then, so I ended up seeing two bucks as soon as I went over and him because okay. he didn't run far. And, um, but those other bucks were looking at him. These Damn. two bucks were like, like, what the hell is he doing? So they were looking the opposite direction, which was good <laughs> for me. And then I saw a third buck, um, uh, that was making a scrape. Off in the in the bold in the distance there he was the he was bigger so these two were smaller, the the four pointer there was like another like four or five whatever like a little little guy there was a tiny basket rack like eight then there was like a like probably like a ninety inch eight that was making a scrape and then I looked up the hill more because they because I'm watching them and they're all doing these you know they're all looking around they're probably anywhere from the closest one was probably like forty yards at this point mm-hmm. and then the furthest the one that was making a scrape was probably like eighty. Okay, and, so they're uh, all in this pocket. Yeah, there was like a little bowl there, and uh, I looked, and then they they keep looking up the hill, so I keep looking up, and I keep looking up, and I see a doe up there, and I'm like, there she is, and I saw a bigger buck with the doe too. Yeah. I was like, that's the buck, but I'm like looking, I'm like, that's not the buck I saw on the road though. There was a bigger one on the road. I was like, I swear that one on the road was bigger than that. And we knew there were some big bucks in this general area. Yeah, exactly. So we're like, dude, where's where's Rick where's James? the big ones? I had a couple big ones on camera in this area. Vince. Uh, yeah. You know. So uh, so so I ended up so I saw where that doe and that bigger. Buck I was gonna shoot him. He was probably um, he was a bigger eight. It was like one thirty ish eight. It's okay, heavy, yeah, it had yeah, heavy yeah. horns. I was like, this is a good deer. 
and um, never never had him on camera never don't know anything about that deer at all and uh but i was able to back down this his drainage and crawl up i crawled for a half hour up this drainage and i get up there and i'm like thinking like okay like I'm, i should be pretty close to them by now because like i saw um there were some some of those bushes the shorter ones where the leaves turn real yellow but they, they got like the huge leaf on them like little brows or like little short things you know you'll see them like a, they're like a, some kind of undergrowth i don't know but i was like they're up in those and so i got up to where, where i could see those and i was like okay he's got to be right like they're, they got to be right in here somewhere never did see him weirdly enough never saw him hmm. and um so as i'm sitting there i'm kind of waiting 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 thinking because they were kind of heading towards me and i was like they're gonna come but then i look up and there was a, a, a that buck that i got tactic cam footage of came from the top of the hill down to me from the other direction yeah and i could have shot him i passed on him he uh he was a pretty good deer too though i kind of yeah. regret passing on him now <laughs> you know we were gonna been cool shooting from the ground too. yeah well it, it's funny so one of our speaking points i think we're gonna go ahead and steer that way is uh you and I have talked in, in depth, and uh, you've been saying this for a couple of years. You're going to hunt on the ground more. You're going to hunt on the ground more. Yeah. And you have said next year you're going pretty much saddle. Whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty much saddle. And you like the smaller, medium-ish platforms. Uh, we do have the XOP Edge uh, sitting over here. Yeah, this is my first time messing with it. So, but... um talk a little bit about why you want to hunt on the ground and why you think there's an advantage because you called me and said look i think i'm gonna hunt on the ground i see way more advantages and yeah. you're trying to like sell me and i was like well dave like i, I kind of think i've found my niche as far as yeah. I, I'm, I think i'm the stand guy there so there's been so many hunts where i've so i've gone in i've found like you know say you're like you kind of like hunting your way in you know mm -hmm. and then you get to the, the area you kind of wanted to get to and you're like looking around for for trees and you're doing this you're doing that and say you like then then you climb up the tree and you're like say you make a little bit of noise and you're like you know doing all this extra jack around you know and i'm like when i and then sometimes i'll get up there and i'm like you know like i did all this and i realistically could have just sat at the base of this tree and had the exact same hunt you know like i did way more movement way more activity that i i feel like i didn't need to do at times like mm -hmm. i could have just sat here on the ground and if a buck would have came on the trails that i'm expecting him to come on anyways i i could have shot him from the ground just as easily you know um i think like a leafy suit will help um that day on the ground when i had all those bucks in close range you know um with that leafy all has leafy top on didn't even have leafy pants on and um that one i had a tactic cam footage of he was 20 yards yeah and and, and looking at me you know, walking towards me, yeah. and he didn't see me. I could have shot. A couple... I was just sitting. I was just sitting on the ground next to a tree. Yeah, I could have shot uh, a couple bucks this year in Kentucky on the ground. Yeah, I'm just. I just think. I just think there's. Um, you know, you just you take away all that chance, and then sometimes you know how people hunt. Like obviously, like hunting buck beds is like a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so you get like, say, you have a buck bed marked that's like a hundred yards away from where you're at, and you, you want to get to this tree this area. About 80 to 100 yards away from that buck bed, maybe a little further. I, like now, so I'm sitting here on the ground. I'm at the base of the tree. I'm pretty confident he didn't see me get here, you know, to the base of this tree. Yeah. Now I'm going to climb up where he can, I feel like they could like see me now. <laughs> like, risk, uh, and risk a noise too. Yeah, where you risk a noise and then you risk them just seeing you, you know, like, oh, I didn't see that thing. If it had been on the ground, I wouldn't have seen it. But now it's up in the tree. Now I got a clear view of this blob climbing a tree, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and then just, 
the fact that I can, um, you're, you're not tied down to spots. You're not pinned down to areas, obviously. You can just up and move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us, especially when we, because we, we, we hunt public land, we walk pretty far in and we drive pretty far to, to places to hunt. So imagine just being able to just, um, okay, it's dark and just yeah. walking out. The the exit <laughs> is almost the, the biggest selling point because. Like, oh, see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it's dark. Yeah. I'm walking towards the truck. Dude, I'm not spending... Dude, it takes me hunting. 20, 30 minutes sometimes. Dude, I'm just sitting there hunting, and like, sometimes, you know, a few hundred days in a row, and, you know, maybe didn't see any deer that night, and then it gets dark, and you're just sitting there like, damn it, like, I gotta, now I gotta tear everything down, like, pack it all up, hike out with this heavy pack on my back. It's just like, it wouldn't it just be, it'd be so great just be like, all right, time to go. <laughs> and just start walking, you know? Just like, no clean, no pack up, no nothing. Yeah, just yeah. like... Just it's head even, out. It's even like I, I hunt low a lot of times, and yeah, those hunts are significantly easier. Yeah, closing time. Hunt but low, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like you're talking no, no bowl holder system, no uh, camera goes in your bag. Like it's just so yeah. quick to exit. Well, and like, you know, and then even like hanging, you know, like say you go and do like a morning hunt, and it's like, um, say it's like 30 degrees. You know, you walk in there, you, you go to hang your stand. You, when you're done hanging your stand, you're sitting there sweating. Mm-hmm. You know, then. You know, 30 minutes later, you're freezing. And just, you know, do you take that, that whole equation out of it? I'm not going to be sweating anymore if I just go to my place and just plop down on my butt. Yeah. Now, I think I'll definitely use stands in areas that I, uh, some of my known areas, some of my known scrapes, some of my areas that, um, like, I like to hunt that, um, like, I, I literally have, like, a tree yeah. that I if know you, what tree I'm going to. If you believe that an elevated position is going to get you the kill. I think the elevated position is, um, I think the only advantage, really, of the stand is... Um, pulling off the shot. Pulling off the shot. Yeah. Being, but even then, though, man, you know, public land deer are, are freaking wiry, you know? We've talked about this because we've hunted... We, we have, you have a small private piece mm-hmm. and so does Zoe. Yeah. And we've had deer underneath us in both these pieces. Doing dumb things. Just walking around, you know? And I'm just like, you know, d- don't get me wrong, our wind was good, but my wind's going on public land a lot too. And the deer are just, they'll still get you. They've been shot at before. <laughs> and they'll still get you. They're just wiry. They're just like, they just, like, it's like, uh, people talk about like that sixth sense thing. It's like, I feel like they just, I don't know if it's, obviously I don't believe in the sixth sense thing being a real thing, but like. They seem like that. They're just yeah. like, they know something's up all the time. Yeah. And it's just, you just don't have too many deer to just, like, if, if, if I have a doe group come by and they're just, like, lingering around on public land, I hate it because I'm like, they're going to bust me. It's just a matter of oh, time. Oh, yeah, you almost don't want does to show up. No, it's just a matter of time before they bust you. Yeah, unless you're doe hunting, you you don't want to see it. The worst is when you, you got, like, two, three does come by and you're like, you know, you're like, you know, you're like cool, they didn't win me. They're yeah, good. yeah, yeah. They're, they're out like, there 35, 40 yards. Uh, yeah, they're, they're like a gone, you know. But then it'll be they'll be gone, gone. And it'll be like, they'll be like 200 yards away. Snap their neck. Whoo, yeah, yeah, whoo, yeah. Whoo, you'll just hear it. You're just like, they'll just blow for like an hour or two. You're just like, oh, my God, leave. Get out of here. Like, like I, I just like I could have shot you. You came by ten yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let you live, and you're just gonna go blow. You <laughs> fucking skank, you know. Get out of here. <laughs> that is true. I can't stand that shit. That's a funny though. Remember oh. that doe we had that one night when <laughs> this is when we first started the Whitetail Experience. So when, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we could explain the whole day. Here's how the day went. I was pissed off this day. So what happened was we were walking into a spot. And we bumped a good buck, a good buck with a doe. And I was like, I was like, let's go home. Like, dude, I'm done. 70 F word. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm all jacked up. I'm like, dude, we just seen a buck. Like, this is the, the target, you know. Like, That's what we we're just, in here for. Yeah, I just got mad. I was like, 
we blew it. <laughs> blew the whole day. <laughs> Going home. Yeah. And then I was like, and then we were like, uh, I was like, you can hunt tonight. We'll go somewhere different. And then, so I was a shooter, I was a shooter initially. And then you became the shooter. Yeah, we drive a mile down the road, maybe two. Yeah, thinking maybe that buck would kind of, you know, yeah, we'd yeah. kind of link up with him. Um, but uh, we had, we had, we did have a buck cruise by, a yeah, decent, yeah. decent buck. Yeah. I don't think it was the same one. I don't think it was either. But, but uh, I filmed it in night vision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had the old, old the old handy cam. Sony, oh, I don't even know. But he, Dave films this deer, a good buck, you know. At the time, think about our product. We're, we're trying to get buck footage. <laughs> I'm all jacked up, like, oh, dude, Dave's filming this thing. I review the footage, straight night vision, just greens and blacks across the screen. <laughs> I mean, we just, <laughs> that, that's part of it. Yeah, we didn't, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Didn't know much. You yeah. Know, we didn't have anything. This was a very early on. This is the first year we said we we're going to do it. Oh, remember the, uh, remember the. You got to tell uh, them this doe. Oh, though, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, jump on her back. <laughs> yeah. This, this group of does come by at like closing light, you know, like it's past late. legal. Yeah. They, but they're, they came, they came right past us. It was like four of them. They get up to about like, I don't know, 60 yards. And then the, there, there was a heifer of a doe in the group. <laughs> the pill. She came back and like literally came back to our exact tree did like a loop around the tree and then and i'm sitting there like this like i said it's dark at this point you can still see her though because she's so close and i'm sitting there whispering to bar like i'm about to jump on her man like she's like right here we would we weren't hanging that high either no. you know we might have been like three sticking it who knows you know and uh i was like i was like, I'm about to jump on her and then but it was funny and then she she literally but she came back like investigated our tree yeah we did like a lap around like a loop around our tree like i was trying to figure out if we were and then and then just left or, yeah yeah that was so weird they'll do that though i mean i know i've had those kind of be kind of ornery before problem is though if you try to shoot one of those they'll duck about 10 inches when you shoot <laughs> matrix those. yeah they do i've completely missed a doe before that um she was just on edge, and I shot at her, and she turned, and sh she just completely, like, moved out of the way of my arrow. I watched it happen. Yeah. Almost domed her, actually, on accident, because, so, she was broadside, facing left to right, you know, and she turned and wheeled. She dropped and wheeled to her. All right, folks, we're back. We're back. A little technical issue. Uh, the camera shut off, and our, uh, I'm not sure where we left off. Probably made conversation. Made conversation. Dave's got our professional headphones going now. <laughs> yeah. Those of you that are going to watch this on YouTube, pretty solid. But um, Dave, I think to wrap up, uh, we got to wrap up. Well, I gotta, I gotta get home. I gotta do some gardening and get some stuff done and put the boy to bed. <laughs> I gotta do some gardening. I do. I'm planting a garden. I'm be a hunter and a gatherer. So, uh, uh, we. Oh, did... we didn't talk about this bad boy. Yeah, yeah. So. You have got your hands on, and we do have a video on our YouTube on the new XOP Edge platform, the saddle platform, and uh, I thought I'd bring it over here, let you take a look, yeah. see? Yeah, it looks nice. It looks, you know, it's like a, like, it's like know. what you'd want out of a, out of one, you know, it's like a, it's like mini tree stand, looks like, you know, it's like a little, like, beefy, like a tree stand. It's not, probably, it's probably about 25 to 30% smaller than, like, the, the ambush. Or like probably the mission by trophy line, I, I'd imagine. I don't know how big that is. It, it's a touch smaller. It's bigger than like the tethered. Uh, what's the original one called? You got me. No, I don't know. The the tethered platform. I know they came out with a bigger one. Um, 
I guess one, I think two things are, that are really awesome about this guy is one, you have a built-in bow rope, which I don't know why is this. this bow is, rope holder. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know why every tree stand doesn't have something like that to to use your tow rope. That just makes perfect sense. Yeah, you don't have to like bundle it up and put it in your pocket of your bag. Or yeah. Something. And then you um, you can you said you can I haven't used this on a tree, but you said you can just tow hook it. Yeah, you can cam lock this thing like a tree stand. It, it's kind of well. Some tree stands like right don't angles. even don't even like the the yep. tow hook cam system. Right, the custom anymore. gear almost likes just a one inch pump. Is yeah, what I and call I it. saw on videos that that out on limb new one it doesn't like a full cam either. Okay, and then the other nice thing is he's added two gear or strap attachment points to tie your main belt on or attach sticks to. I mean, and he's got grooves here for accepting the sticks. For the sticks, yeah, yeah, that so, would be pretty. A couple sweet. extra features there. It, uh, you know, this one here is it's heavy. It is heavy for its size. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just under six. So I mean, that's pretty stout for. Yeah, first, but first time this, when they when they make stands that weight now, yeah. but, but it, it would it would solid though. You know, sometimes um, three fifty weight rating. Yeah, and then for for me the the weight I don't know people are so caught up in the weight of stands and stuff these days. You know, and mm -hmm. to the point where they're like bitching and moaning if it's like a half pound or a pound different than what spec on the site and stuff. I'm just like it's just. This is not that big a deal for me, a couple pounds, yeah. you know? Like, I'd rather feel sturdy than, like, have my stand be flexing and stuff because they tried to save weight and make it light. I'm just like, I, don't, I would rather it just be sturdy and beefy, you know? And yeah. just carry an extra three pounds. And like, I, it's not that big a deal. Like, I'm a guy who prefers the 1.0 over the, the, the DS5 because I want it just a touch bigger. That's the stand I recommend when I get a lot of questions that say, hey, DS5 or 1.0, and I said, well... If you're gonna hunt all day, yeah, you know, and you're more of a, a rut hunter, which most of us are. And you're talking like a couple pounds. Yeah, you're talking That's, three pounds. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. come it's on, now. it's still substantially lighter than the the Lone Wolf Alpha or the the Assault and Assault, the, yeah. the, the XOP. Uh, the the vanish. biggest difference is um, like when you would like the I would see the DS5 being cool because it's smaller, you know, mm -hmm. like it would hang easier, like you. So that's where the weight comes in on stands, like when you're fully extended, wrapping that thing around, trying the to hang it. Yeah. yeah. When you got a stand that's like, say, because we've used the big ones, like the big, uh, would you I, have an old air raid or something? I had, yeah, I had a silver, XOP silver for, for a couple years. And those things are kind of a pain to hang, you know, yeah. just with like, because you, you're holding like one arm and you're trying to get it around the tree and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That goes back to the whole thing, hunting on the ground. Yeah, there you go. I ain't got to deal with that anymore. Yeah. So no, I think I, it'd be cool too to shoot a deer on the ground. Yeah. So I've, I actually passed, I passed that second buck on the ground this year too, that I was ground hunting. Okay. I went in. I sat and been at like uh, like a like a cedary thicket type of thing, and I passed that one buck. Uh, crack of daylight. Okay. Um, worked out perfect too because he walked like right behind like a big cedar bush. Yeah. And I you know uh, drew back you know the whole nine yards when he's behind the bush and could have just smoked him at ten yards and he didn't. He had yeah. no idea. I'm zero for two on the ground. Um, in in buck kill type situations, I had a buck in Indiana. I hit never found. Yeah, and then I had a buck in Kentucky this year where I couldn't knock my arrow fast enough. I'd seen <laughs> I was in a uh, a CRP field and I saw I, I looked to my left and I hear grunting, and then I see a doe land in that landing type motion. She's twelve yards, Jeez. and I couldn't. I knew what was behind her. I didn't need to look for the buck. I knew he was there. <laughs> 
Um, and I was just trying to get the arrow out the quiver. And so I were couldn't... you just, were you, you weren't even hunting? I was still hunting. I was just sneaking around. But you didn't have a uh, arrow knot? No, no, because I had no visual on a deer. I, I don't normally. I usually, if I'm, I'll knock an arrow. It was So CRP grass, what if it gets knocked off? It just, it was almost more of annoyance to hunt with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. But yeah. Um, but sometimes, I, uh, yeah, I'll probably 50-50, I guess. Okay. Because I have walked around a lot with an arrow knocked. Okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know if, if it's... I should, yeah. but I have. Yeah. My other yeah, my other fear is I could go to cross a ditch or a creek and I fucking stab myself in the leg. Um, I think Jared Scheffler, like, uh, sliced his, like, Achilles one day. God. Didn't, wasn't it on one of his old videos? Maybe. Because he used to always... He was... Because it was when he first started... Uh, with the with the longbow, okay, and he I think he was always having knocks, and I think he like sliced his Achilles pretty bad one time. Where like to the point where they're like, oh, it's fine, oh, it's fine, oh, it's fine. It's like ah, you're you're still bleeding. Like we should probably get out of here. Yeah, I could be completely wrong, but I'm, that's how I remember it. So I'm sticking to it. <laughs> okay. Well, we did ask for some some questions or topics that people maybe want to want to hear out here, and, and we did have a couple funny ones, a couple good ones come in. Uh, Jordan McDaniel asked okay. for. Uh, Opinions on bush light apple. I never got it. I never have either. I don't know well, if it's in I, our state. Well, I think it was, and I think I don't think it ever came. Uh, Sounds like a great summertime refreshment. It hasn't came back out, has it? Has it been re-released? I, I have no idea. So I know it was so, released but, here for a while, and it was like everybody was getting it, and I was like, "Oh, it looks good," you know. And I just, yeah. I didn't think they were going to like discontinue it. Yeah. I, I apparently, I it's it like a marketing a limited. Movie. It's like 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 the McRib. Like it only comes around so so every once in a while. Okay. Well, let, have let you me had ask... the new Natter Days no, with no, no, the no. pineapple? I'm gonna ask you this. What's your summertime beer of choice right now? Uh, Being that we are about to kick off summer. I mean, I like just Bush Lights. The the, the regular Natter Days are good too. I'll drink those. Okay. I think I'm gonna. Go... I like the Bud Light Limes are good. Bud I like Light, those in the uh, summer. The Bud Light Oranges are good too. Yeah. If you've ever had those. Um, those things go. Some of those go down really, like, t really easy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, she gets get those those Trulies, you know. Yeah. And the the lemonade ones. The lemonade bad. ones are way better than the seltzers. Don't yeah. The regular seltzers are garbage. The they're lemonade right. ones aren't. They're drinkable, but they're even then they're still kind of. So, like, so ah, a couple maybe. I kind of like a crispy. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with a Modella. Yeah, those are good. I always get those they, when they, we go to the local cantina. Yeah, here they the support Mexican UFC joint. and and uh, they're they're beer, you know it's just kind of a summery crispy beer. So, so yeah, I'm gonna go. With I that never one. buy them though. Like I've, I've, I don't think I've ever bought Modelo's at a store. I've bought them like at restaurants. Yeah, at Mexican restaurants. Okay. Um, <laughs> I always eat when we go to like the hibachi. I always get like their beers too. Like I always get like the cultural beers wherever <laughs> I'm eating food at. Like I, I nice. feel like I have to. Like, I'm not gonna go like a Mexican joint and order like a, a, like a, a, a Italian or not Italian like an Irish beer. You know? Okay, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna get like a get a Mexican beer. I don't know. Okay, um, our buddy Eric Clark over at Where to Hunt podcast says yeah. gear. Um, how you go about changing things up and evolving with any new gear upgrades? And I gotta believe this is centered around your mobile hunting because a jacket. Like you get a better things. jacket, you get a better jacket. Like, it's not that much of a difference. So I would think if you change your what pack... What you exactly again? He just says, how you go about changing things up and evolve with new gear upgrades. So I would oh, think that. pack, I would think climbing system. Yeah. Outside of that, I can't think of too much. The bow thing is the bow thing. We're both not, like, archery nerds, so we're not going to touch that. But you yeah. got any two cents on that one? Um. Yeah, we... Um... 
I mean, you always like try them out a few times, do a couple dry runs, you know, somewhere like at like a, a, I mean, you can do it in your yard or at this point I would come in your yard, but before then we would go to like parks. We'd go to parks. And which is a little sketchy, but, um, yeah. and just trying to, um, you do a couple practice, a couple dry runs. Yeah, really. And then I've, I've not done, I, I'm not like a major prep type of person. Mm-hmm. Like I've definitely like gotten like new sticks and like first time I use them was hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like After about five, six hunts, you figure it out. So yeah. time out. <laughs> this gives me a pet peeve. I hate seeing YouTube reviews of guys that haven't hunted with sticks the, the, the whole the, i get you the, could there's test not them. even hunting items yeah. the whole unboxing reviews is garbage yeah like I, I don't give a shit what you say you just took it out the damn box it's literally yeah. an unboxing you can get some information from an unboxing i mean you can get like a little bit of feel and stuff yeah. for it like like we were just talking about this uh this platform here yeah. this this extra piece out of platform that i haven't used yet and i'm just like talking about it by feel yeah but yeah, but realistically, yeah, I want to know somebody who's who's took something through the rigors, you know, a little bit like set up with with their heart slightly elevated in the dark with a headlamp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're you know, like, trying to be quiet. We yeah, think a box close, you know. Yeah, I just visually saw a buck in the dark with a headlamp, and I'm setting up a tree stand now trying to kill him. Yeah, like um, I said, I mean, and realistically, you can do as many dry ones as you want to, and you're in your backyard or wherever mm-hmm. it may be. You're not going to figure things out until you're hunting with it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to figure out little things. Like man, you know this, like. Say I've hunted with this stand um, fifteen times. Yeah, I've hung it fifteen times, and like three times I've 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 made a noise on accident, and it's always came from this spot. Yeah, you know you figure that out over time, you know. So I need to like put some stealth strip on 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 here, you know, like or you know just different. There's a thousand of different examples, but like that's you know just one example. Like you find you find this stuff out over time. Yeah, over multiple uses, you know, it's like. You know, it doesn't happen every time, but if if I do make a mistake, it's usually when I'm clinging this to this. So yeah. let me I, just uh, go ahead and protect myself there. Last year, I went for my first rut hunt, and I took the bigger XOP bag, the striker, and I've ran that bag for years in the past. But this year, I've been I've ran around the timber with a small Amazon, uh, thirty dollar bag. Yeah. Um, and it's just smaller backpack. And my first rut hunt, I went right to the truck after that, and I. I, I said, you know what? I'm not changing bags. I don't like, you know, that almost changing a bag is almost like a huge thing because the little pocket organization of where you store your release, where do you store your headlamp, where do you yeah. store, like these little items is almost the one of the biggest factors in hunting. And so in our game, in this mobile hunting game, I think changing a bag mid, like mid-season, I won't I won't do that again, I think. Yeah, the pack is probably more, and then the stand, a stand to stand, like it all hang the same. Mm-hmm. It's basically how you, um, how you pack it. You yeah. know, it, how you pack it up and pack it down is the, um, that's what, like, changes or, like, I guess, I don't know, if you're, you know, having to figure out your system, how you do things. Yeah. It's, you, your system is basically, you're, you're packing and unpacking. Mm-hmm. It's not the hanging method. You know, that, it, they all hang the same for the most part at this point in time. Yep. I mean, they all got a Versa button of some sort, and they just hang just like that. I mean, but how you pack up your sticks, how your stick, how you, how you feel like your sticks fit to your stand. No, I gonna... will do that. Uh, I, I will jack around do that. So I will prep that. Yeah. Like how I pack my stuff. Like so, if I get if I'm using new sticks mid season, I switch to new sticks. Um, I'll jack around the garage for Cause you an hour start... or two and try different configurations yeah. with my sticks. How how I'm gonna strap it? How I'm going to um, use gear ties? Whatever it may be. And then you know how my pack's gonna also attach to my stand. 
you know, you, you definitely kind of just fiddle with it. Yeah, and that's all situational based on the pack you got, the sticks you have, yeah. the, the platform or the stand. Yeah. Some people are definitely a lot more uh, fiddlers than I am. Yeah. And some, I'm, they, some... I'm not as much at all. No. I'm more of a just like, just grab it and go and I'll figure it out on the way. Dude, you got a bunny living under your porch. You really? see him right there next to the slide? Oh, little guy? You see him? Yeah. Chevy would get him. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, Dave, I think this was. That was good... the only questions we had. That, that um, Kevin Vistison asked, "What's our?" Uh... Well, I'm not even gonna say it. It's it's not appropriate. It's what pretty funny. <laughs> He's got a good podcast go, uh, around the Mitch Rampala buck. I know. I've listened to the first one. Is there a second one? Out Wait, yet? And you remember you did our pick three podcast, and you took yeah. Mitch, and then we weren't sure if he was alive or dead. He is alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did the what we did the pick, the pick three. three, and now now Exodus is using that. They're doing they, it again, said, or, or maybe it's Clint from Truth from the Stand. But bottom line, somebody is doing a "Who's your three whitetail guys you're going to take for this uh, three on three tournament?" It's Clint. It is Clint from Truth from the Stand, and I'm going to have to give him shit because we were the first ones to do that because we weren't afraid to, to voice our opinion on who we're. Yeah, taking. I said, I said, you said Mitch. I think Rampala. I said Mitch Rambala. I think I said potentially Jared Scheffler and maybe Zach Farnball. Was that my three? Wow. It might have been. Yeah. It's a pretty good three, though. Yeah, it's a good three. I'll take this three. See, well, I, 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 I was excluding the uh, like the typicals. Yeah. Like the, I, I was trying not to choose the yeah. like the Andre Dan, or uh, you know. Yeah, I took Litzinger. Uh, I remember that. Oh was, yeah, I might because, have too actually. Be, because uh, also he's a three D archer, so he yeah could, yeah he's an maybe with I, the maybe bow. I took him too. And he hunts a variety of of uh, oh types of habitat from the mountains to the swamps. Um, East Coast guy, yeah. Uh, yeah it, but if we, I didn't take him, he was in those discussions. Yes, for sure. yes. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, dude, we're gonna. You, you guys are. I'm still turkey hunting a little bit on my family farm. Yeah, I'm gonna go um, at least one more time. Yeah. Before um, season's up. Season's up next weekend. Yeah. Well, so I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll been, have Peyton next weekend, so she might come with me. Yeah. She may. But you said you had some at your place. I did. I did. I was surrounded by birds. And none showed up. I thought one time maybe one was under that 150, 100 yard marker. Um, if I, if I if I had more ground, I would just do what I did on my first bird. I ended my first bird. I actually killed by just still hunting towards the last gobble. Yeah. Did you talk about that on the podcast? I, yet? No, remember you cut me off about a half hour ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I ended up killing a bird on a Monday before work or a Tuesday before work, and. Uh, I called Dave the night before and I said, "Look, I could go to a place that we know has birds, but I'm not sure where they are, or I could go." Yeah, I even gave you advice. Yeah, you said go where you know you just heard gobbles. Yeah, so that bird's half mine. Absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, anyways, the sun comes up. I got one bird that's kind of fired up in the area, and all I did was just cut distance and cut distance. I didn't really call much, and then he fires up, and I think I'm inside of 200 yards. And I just continued to kind of work that way, and I heard him gobble one time, and I said, "Okay." He's either on this bowl to the right or this bowl to the left, and there's a point above me, um, like an elevated like oh finger knob. I guess yeah, yeah. way to describe it. So bowl to right. I was like, he's 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 in one of these bowls. I'm on a level. He can come down to me. Um, I, I feel like you know coming downhill is easy. So why not? So I sat there for 20, 30 minutes. Never heard another gobble. Had crows come over, and I thought, man, if he was fired up, maybe they'd get him to shot gobble, and he mm -hmm. didn't. And so I said, well, I got to go to work. Maybe I can see this bird. And all I did was take two two steps stand two-step stand i get to the top of this knob and at about third yeah we'll call it 30 to 40 yards i see him and i thought he saw me at the same time and i just freeze 
and then I realize he's full strut hmm. coming towards me. And then he does. The what, are, so what, what makes him strut? I, dude, I think he was in a strut zone. I thought about this after I shot a him. A strut zone? What the hell is a strut zone? I'm not a turkey hunting expert <laughs> over here. But uh, so he spins and goes away from me. And so I turn my tactic cam on and I uh, turn the safety off the gun. He spins again and now he's coming to me and he gets oh, 25, 30 yards. I said, that's close enough. Yeah. And I let the shotgun rip and, uh, you know, was able to get him. But I, I literally still hunted towards the turkeys. I've been saying I wanted to do that for a while. I feel like I, I see a lot of birds at that 40, 50-yard range during whitetail season. Yeah, we've, we've still hunted on birds a lot during deer hunting. And I've, I've, I've gotten close to birds scouting when yeah. I'm stomping to the woods. Yeah. Like, they're not that finicky. And, and there's <laughs> think about it, there's groups of six or eight sometimes in the winter it yeah. seems like you know we find a well, lot of, and then in the fall they and then when they group up in the fall they group up in don't the fall they say the like winters. break the herd and stuff yeah. like if you're trying to fall yeah. turkey hunt they say to break the herd look at us expert turkey hunters <laughs> exactly so yeah I've killed shot, one yeah you've killed two i've killed two <laughs> so yeah shot that bird um oh you made that post the other day it said uh we said uh, bow hunt turkey is not that cool or something. Yeah, that's the IPA yeah. drinking of yeah, yeah. Some of people, yeah, some oh. people, some people. There was a couple people who commented like, like uh, quote from somebody who's never killed any turkeys. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, whatever. I guess valid. I guess, but don't be so butthurt. It's just yeah. a joke. Yeah, it's you know? pretty funny. A lot of people like that. Yeah, it's just a joke. You know, we we that's. Uh, it's the same people who, who, who say they hate, like, cancel culture and everybody gets offended, this, blah, blah, blah. Get offended when you say something yeah. that offends them. It's like, it's like, dude, we're just making a joke here. Like, <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, I would, but still, I don't, if I were to bow hunt turkey, I feel like it'd be cool to do it with, like, a recurve. Like, where you're on the ground because you can kind of, like, snap shoot them, you know? Yeah. Because are people shooting them with compounds, like, that are not in a blind? I don't know. I guess that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty difficult. I'll give props to that. Yeah. Because you got to do that whole drawing motion, and then and turkeys are clearly are pretty skittish. But you're telling me you're not going to shoot something in the face with a shotgun? That just sounds way more badass and. Cool. Well, here's the thing that, but we also gun hunt during gun season. Yeah. Whereas some people are like bow hunt only, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just like you know, I mean, I wouldn't say they're like bow hunt snobs, but they're just like, even there's gun season, I'm only using my bow. You know, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. We use whatever weapon we're legally allowed to use. Oh, yeah. Best of believe. <laughs> the only time I think I'll take my bow is like... Which is crazy, I, though, because most of my gun kills are closer range. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. You know, but it's just like, well, like a lot of them are in bow range. What was it? Two two to three years ago, or um, I was trying to shoot at an extra doe with my bow because I had a mishap on a buck, and I just kind of wanted my confidence back with the bow. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway... Well, and that's the thing. The, shooting the... The difference between compounds is the, it's the drawing motion, you know. It's just yeah. the whole drawing and settling in type of deal. Whereas, like, with a gun, even if, even, so, like, people say, well, I shoot, most of my deer I've shot with guns have been under 30 yards anyways. I could have yeah. shot them with a bow. Like, well, that's not true. You know, <laughs> with a crossbow, yeah. yeah but yeah. not with a, because you know, the whole drawing process is a, is a whole thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I've screwed up, I've screwed up many shots like that. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, it's a whole yeah, well, dude, I was um, I was full draw three times on a 160 two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> could blast it with a gun. Oh yeah, yeah. I probably could have shot it with the crossbow, you know, because you could just kind of, you know, you could just get a little lane. And yeah, yeah. Boom, you know, yeah, but like it. when you got to draw back and get like you know, kind of weave and bob around the tree or try to try to shoot through windows and stuff. I mean, this deer was under 30 yards, and I was full drawing three times. 
it was just I just couldn't get a window, and he was kind of on my weird side. I mean, saddle hunters are probably hard on right now because, like, you could have shot him if you had a saddle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was in the tree stand, and Ooh. yeah, I probably could have shot him if I was in the saddle that day because he was on my he was on the odd side of the stand, you know, and I yeah. couldn't couldn't get around the tree to shoot him, but you know, nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> but you know, gun, I would, you know, if it's gun season, I'd have had a gun. Yeah, no doubt about You'd it. You'd have had a we're, we're we're using whatever weapon we're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, this was good. It was good to get a podcast in. I apologize about the one hiccup on the uh, recording or whatever. But uh, well, we don't even know what happened there. We don't even know. I think well, the we tried to listen to the audio and see where we stopped at and restart the conversation there, but that didn't. We don't know. We don't know. So we probably you're going to have to. Yeah, don't judge us based you're on. You have to the, edit this. Do you oh, edit any of the podcasts? Minimal. Maybe sometimes never. If you, I can play. Yeah, you probably have to. to check, you have to check this one. I got out other too. things to do, man. You have to check this one out a little bit. I have never turned a. Po- you said we get some pretty good listens on our podcast. We do. Now. We get a. We have a core following. Um, it seems like uh, people are there for you know. Or your podcast now. I'll say that. Oh, okay. I retired for a little while. Well, I saw too many hunters this year on public land. Yeah. I'm kind of like. There's you know, some, yeah. The, actually, a goal of the whitetail experience for 2021 is somewhat dialing back. Yeah, what I don't, we I don't, give out. Yeah, it's it's. That's why it's nice on Patreon because I know it's only going out to so many people. Yeah, it's really tough to um, to, to to just tell. Impulse talked about this. You know, he's like, I come on here and I tell everybody how to do all this stuff in public land, how there's always big deer in public land, and how to hunt mature bucks. And he's like, and my hunting has been a lot harder mm-hmm. since telling everybody basically how to hunt. You know, yeah. how to hunt public land. And it's like. Man, it's the the public land surge is a thing right now. It's like, what's cool, you know? It's what's in. Yeah, and we're just it's it's really, the 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 pressure is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we we saw it starting in turkey, turkey season, season last year. Last year, and we thought it was like a COVID thing, and and I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's just what's what's in right now. You know, people were thinking killing deer on public lands the the the, the thing to do. And, yeah. So it's just, but it's fine. I mean, we'll figure it out. We always do, but it's definitely making it a little bit tougher. Yeah, definitely. Because pressure rules all. You you can know deer. You can be a deer biologist. I don't care who you are. Um, pressure rules everything. Pr- pressure is 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 more important than weather, barometric pressure, a little bit of time, um, little cold bit fronts, of, all that stuff. Yeah. Is, but pressure, hunting pressure, it rules is is king. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why some people say hunt the hunters, don't hunt the deer. I mean, that has some validity to yeah, it. It does, it does. Well, man, I know we could, uh, I got some things to get done, done. Um, but I, I, I appreciate this. It was fun. Uh, if I didn't have things to do, we would... Uh, yeah, you gotta go garden. Yeah. I'm about to smoke some chicken wings tonight. All right. Again, well, I'm gonna smoke these peppers. So, um, you know how I do, like, I do a lot of bacon-wrapped um, jalapeno poppers, right? I yep. smoke them. Which, by the way, smoking those is the best way to do it. A lot of people grill them. The problem with grill, so I grilled them for years. The problem is the bacon drips and you get flare ups and, and then grease fiery. Yeah, and then so like so then the the bacon will get crispy quick. The the cream cheese splooges out everywhere, and then sometimes the jalapeno will still be like, like hard. It'll still be like fresh. Mm, you smoke no them though. Smoke them though. They stay compact. They stay together. The um, uh, <laughs> burp. I had to get that bad boy out of there, but uh, nonetheless, the jalapenos get a little bit. Uh, get a little bit soft they like they're they it's perfect like uh like i wish i would have known this a few years ago i tell you what the, the white tail experience podcast we drop deer hunting knowledge we got cooking knowledge we got life <laughs> lessons parenting 
I mean, we just but do tonight, it all. But tonight, I'm trying it with the, you know, you can get them uh, them little sweet peppers. They're like little ones. They come in like a bag of Kroger. No idea. They're like red and, and the red, orange, okay, and maybe. yellow peppers, mm-hmm. like bell peppers, but they got the little ones. Mm-hmm. They come in like a little bag. They're like three bucks. Okay. I'm going to I'm I'm have those. I'm going to hollow out the seeds and crap. I'm going to do a little block of cream cheese in there, wrap it in bacon. I'll, probably, I'll throw some seasons on it, too. Yeah. I'm not just going uh, just go no seasonings, but I'm gonna smoke those. I'm gonna do that tonight and see how. Uh, we'll have to smoke up my turkey with the, with the sweet pepper. Rather than doing a jalapeno pepper, I'm gonna do it with the sweet pepper, and okay. I think I think it'll be good. I mean, I think they'll be good. Um, mm. I bacon wrapped some some dill pickle spears the other day. They were great. Wait. Yeah. What'd you do with these? You know, like the dill pickle spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bacon wrapped them, smoked them. Bacon wrapped and smoked them. Yep. No, you can grill them. Um, just don't put them. Just if you're going to grill this stuff, because not everybody has a smoker. I got a pellet smoker. Um, it's um, Camp Chef. We're not a Traeger company. Yeah, Camp Chef. Too. But we Traeger, got, if you're listening, just, yeah, yeah, I'll take a Traeger. Um, but nonetheless, uh, if you're if you're going to if you're, you you can do stuff on you can do stuff on a charcoal grill or a Weber. Just put your coals over to one side, and then just put your stuff over to the other side. Throw a couple chunks of uh, wood on the coals, and then put your 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 top air vent like on the opposite side of the coals that way the smoke has to travel through your food and out the vent look at this so just yeah this is basic knowledge for anybody who barbecues but just that way you can you can smoke on a weber you know okay. just like around everybody has a like, like a round weber kettle is the most basic grill of all grills yeah and you can smoke a lot of stuff on that and you could probably bacon wrap stuff on that and keep it over to the to the off side you might get a little bit of grease flare up just by hitting the um just by hitting the like, I don't know the, the pan, whatever. I don't know, whatever. I think you could do the same thing on there too, no. but just keep it away from the coals. Don't put stuff on the coals and just let it go slow. That bacon will crisp up. It'll t- just let it take some time, but it'll crisp up. All right. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening. Team Harder and Bucks, we're out. Oh, righty. Hard out. Just like that.